Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to turn your garden into a smart garden on News Radio 830 WCCO. Smart Gardens, an hour of expert advice and answers to all of your lawn and gardening questions. You can call 989-9226 or text us at 81807. Now, here's Denny Law with this week's Smart Garden. And good morning. It is 810 now on a Saturday morning. 74 degrees, mostly cloudy skies. A little bit humid out there. Dew point at 69%. Humidity 85%. Feels a little bit like a swamp. I'm Susie Jones in this morning for Denny Long, and I am happy to be with you. I'm having a good time. So far, so good, says Denny and Dennis. Denny called from wherever he is to tell me I'm doing a good job. Anyway, we're happy to have you here with us. And as you heard, the number is 651-989-9226 with your gardening questions. We have Teresa Rooney in studio. She is a Hennepin County Master Gardener. Good morning, Teresa. Good morning, Susie. Nice to see you. And good to see you. So we have Mary Lou on the line to start us out, and then I'll ask my follow-up questions about getting my backyard disaster fixed. Mary Lou is calling from Crystal. How are you, Mary Lou? I'm good. How are you, too? It's good to be on again. Nice. What's your question? Well, I have a question about my um, sedum, Autumn Joy sedum. Yes. And I'm wondering if I could... um, it's in full bloom, and it's huge, and I'm wondering if I could dig it all up and move it It's now. Not, it's not the best time, but if you have to, you can. Um, okay. You know, yeah, you can do it. It's not the best time. When a plant is flowering, that's not the time you should be dividing or moving it. But sometimes you have to do things, so you just do the best you can. Have the other hole already dug. Make sure everything's fine. Um, dig it, quickly move it, water it in really well, and hopefully it won't even know it was moved. Okay, great. <laughs> I don't luck. have to move it, so I might just leave it. Spring would be better if you can. And if okay. it's, if they get too big and floppy, you know, you just don't make sure you're not feeding them and don't overwater them and just kind of be tough oh. with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Don't great. be nice to All them. right. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the day. call. Appreciate it. And remember, Smart Gardens is brought to you by By the Yard Outdoor Furniture. <laughs> Hopefully you're having a chance to spend some time outside on your furniture in these hot days. So does this kind of late summer... 90-degree, high humidity, wreak havoc on your plants. What do they think of this? It it can confuse them because this time of year the plants should be feeling cooler weather. And with the less sun, that's okay. Um, They just can't adapt that quickly, so it may confuse them. But we're only supposed to get a few days of this, hopefully. And um, then they can go back to their normal. It's so funny how we're sort of, this weather. But we're going to be wishing for it in just a little bit, aren't we? Yes. Well, let's just say the phone number again, uh, 651-989-9226. That's the number to call if you have a question about your lawn or garden. And I asked you before the break about when it's time to start getting your plants in your garden ready for 
Colder we, months, yeah. Sure. Do, you, do mm-hmm. you cut back things? You know, I'm the laziest gardener you'll ever meet, so I don't cut much back at all. Oh. Um, and I would suggest that people, if they're going to cut anything back, wait till they die from the frost. Okay. Because while the plants are green, they're still photosynthesizing and bringing energy down into the roots. So if you don't have to cut them back, wait till then. And then anything, if you want to be really lazy like me, um, the only thing you need to cut back is um, is things that were diseased oh. or maybe had uh, four-line plant bugs in them and cut those back to the crowns. So I had some replanting done this summer. Mm-hmm. A neighbor moved, and she put a bunch of plants in my yard. Excellent. Which was nice, but she said to me at a neighborhood party not too long ago, because they're sort of brown, mm-hmm. she felt like it was a bad time to replant and that they might have gotten stressed. <laughs> Is it the kind of thing that they, even if they're a little brown right now, will they come back in the, next year? They should come back. If you've been watering them, sometimes they just they are stressed, so they brown up. Um, just make sure you keep watering if we go dry because even though the ground's not frozen and every, maybe everything has been frosted up from the top, but the roots are still growing. The roots are still working down there. So you want to you know, just keep the soil moist like you would have all summer long. And that is my worst flaw. Well, Watering. one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my worst. Yeah. I've got a list of flaws. Uh, I do too. It's a book actually. <laughs> it's about three inches thick. Yeah. One of them is watering. The yeah. <laughs> Mine I, too. I don't water much at all. Or do, nor do I weed. I don't like to no. weed. I, I believe that lots of the weeds are there for a reason. And I look at them when I see the weeds with holes in the leaves. I say, well, the bugs are eating the weeds, not my other plants. Exactly. So I can justify just about anything. Yeah, you should see my backyard. I think my backyard is 50% Creeping Charlie, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is that the stuff? That, yep, that's yeah. Creeping Charlie, yeah. the little ground ivy. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor, who is sort of a naturalist and also does lawns, I'm uh-huh. like, how am I going to get rid of this? This is awful. It's taking over my whole lawn. And he said, or you can look at it the other way and say, look at those pretty it's, purple flowers. It's a lawn alternative. <laughs> and if you don't need to play croquet or football out there, you don't really need grass to walk on. You know, you, you, <laughs> okay, it's good. green. You don't have to water it. You can only mow it once or twice a year. You don't have to fertilize it. Wow, you are it making my day. Green and it's totally up to you. I would, however, after it blooms, I would cut it back mm-hmm. um, just so your neighbors don't lynch you. Well, you know, I think because they get a little up. Some neighbors get upset when when their weeds escape. So, well, if, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to throw her under the bus, but my neighbor, I think, gave me her creeping Charlie. Oh, isn't that nice? She shared. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. and so mm-hmm. it's just moved across. It does the lawn. move. It does move. Yeah. yeah, and then you can take a piece and get like chunks of yes, it up. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I don't spend much time on my lawn, as you know, <laughs> as you can hear. But if you like to talk about your lawn, you can give us a call here at 989-9226-651-989-9226. And Dennis will take your call and put you on hold, and then we'll get you on the air with our guest, Teresa Rooney. About 16 minutes past 8 o'clock here on this Saturday morning, and it is Smart Gardens, and we're happy to have you with us. So other things to think about as we do move into the fall, because Mm -hmm. eventually, as you said, these hot days will subside. Mm -hmm. Are there areas that we need to be paying attention to? Right. Now's a perfect time for all your lawn care. Mm -hmm. And if you go to extension.umn.edu and click on the garden tab, Sandbauer has great articles up there on how to take care of your lawn in the fall. There's so much you can do in the fall for your lawn that will just make it really healthy in the spring. And so if you're only going to fertilize one time, use the winterizer and get that done very shortly. Um, if you're going to overseed, get that done very quickly. You, don't, you want to do one or the other of those if you need to aerate or dethatch 
get that done now. Um, you can lay sod a little bit later in the season, but mm. you want to keep your lawn maintenance up. Um, keep mowing it. Um, if the leaves fall down really thick and you can't see the lawn anymore, you need to get those leaves up. Unless you're trying to get rid of your lawn, and then you can just leave the leaves on there. They'll help smother the lawn. Oh, okay. So, so you have you, some options. So I could smother my Creeping Charlie? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that is going to be here to stay. Yeah, I think so, Pretty yeah. soon it's going to take over my house. It'll be up and over the roof. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. So on uh, 651-989-9226, we've got all the phone lines are filling up. Okay. So people, have, we've caught their attention on Good. this Saturday. Good. Kind of going to be a hot day to get out there today. It is going to be hot, yeah. So take it easy. Make sure you stay hydrated. Right. Yeah. I got a massage yesterday from my friend Judy oh, nice. Besh. And she has more raspberries than she knows what to do with. So Mm -hmm. I got a huge bag of beautiful, fresh raspberries. Wonderful. I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Well, if you don't know what you're going to do and you're thinking you're going to cook them down, you can just, you know, throw them in the freezer for right now, and then you can process them into your jam or jelly later. Which I also don't do. Uh, Well... (laughs) Or you just have, you know, frozen berries and smoothies in the middle of winter, you you know. Make a raspberry pie in the middle of winter. See, you're learning more about me. I I don't cook. I don't garden. Yeah, well. All right. Should we take a little quick break? I think it's about 19 minutes past 8 o'clock, and we've got a full phone line bank. Excellent. So when we get back from this break... You can get your questions answered by our guest, Teresa Rooney, Hennepin County Master Gardener, after this on WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So my cousin just texted me and said that I was cracking her up (laughs) because I don't weed, I don't garden, and I don't cook. This is why I don't have a husband. Actually, I don't want one. That's okay. (laughs) It is 23 minutes past the hour. Saturday morning, I'm Susie Jones filling in for Denny today and having a good time with my friend, Teresa Rooney, Hennepin County Master Gardener. We've got a full bank of phones, so let's just get to them. Let's get to those questions. Let's go to Bob in Hutchinson. Bob, go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Um, I'm looking for recommendations on what I can do for sandy soil as far as grass. I need to seed it. It's it's bare right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, if you can, Bob, I'd, I'd add some compost to the soil and rake that in if possible. You want to get some organic matter in there. And then um, I think your fescues probably would work in there pretty good. Uh, so look for something that is a drought-tolerant kind of plant seed, uh, grass seed, when you're looking for it. And depending on whether it's sunny or shady, um, look at that too. And with grass seed, you do get what you pay for. So if it's, you know, $0.10 cents a, a pound, it's probably not really good grass seed. So maybe um, upgrade a little bit. And uh, then just keep it moist. That grass seed has to stay moist. So you may need to water it three, four, five, six times a day, very lightly, till it sprouts, and then just keep it damp after that. All right. Good luck. Thanks for the call, Bob. 651-989-9226 is the number to call. We'll go next to Chris, who's calling from Minneapolis. Good morning, Chris. Hi, Chris. Hi, you guys. Uh, two questions. I've got a bunch of perennials still in pops. Mm-hmm. And can I put them in the ground still? Yes. I know the 15th is usually the deadline, but... Go ahead. Um, you've got... You, we probably have six weeks before the ground freezes. So if it looks like um, fall's going to come really soon or winter's coming really soon, just add a little bit more mulch around them. That will slow down the freezing of the soil. Okay. Uh, and plants. the tulips, too, I could plant now, too? You, yep. You can plant your tulips. Um, I've planted tulips in snowstorms. And I have one other question. Yep. Okay. Um, I bought seeds... For vegetables, yes. and 
I probably shouldn't say the company, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they're the worst seeds I've ever had in my life. And mm-hmm. this is a big company. Yeah. And I want to know, what do they do with those seeds after they take them back in stock? I honestly don't know what they do with them. <laughs> they you know, resell them. I, yeah. They, well, they, I'm very I, I don't know if they repackage them, if they just toss them in the in the compost bin, um, if they grow them out and try to get more seeds from them. I honestly don't know. I'm sure each company has their own um, way of handling that. But, okay. Yeah. But, you know, if you do have those seeds and you're wondering if they're good for next year, you can always, you know, you, you can sprout out 10 of them or plant up 10 of them. Put them on a damp paper towel in a plastic bag, oh, a Ziploc yeah. bag, and then just sprout them, and then you have a, a good idea of what kind of percentage you're getting. If seventy seven per seven of them sprout, you know you've got a seventy percent. Yeah. So you okay, have a good idea. because I plant, I replanted beans like two, three times. I've heard that. I've heard that a lot this year from people. Oh, really? Okay. Well, yeah. then I'm not mm-hmm. so mad. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> don't be mad. Don't be mad, Chris. Don't Life's mad. too no. short. Yeah. Okay. Don't thanks right. a lot. Thanks for thanks. calling. Mm-hmm. Uh, 989-9226 or 651-989-9226. We also have a 1-800 number, 1-866-989-9226 for folks farther away. All right, we have Marie next, also in Minneapolis. Good morning, Marie. Hi, Marie. Yes, I was wondering about hostas, the ones that have got the flowers, yes. the tall flowers. Mm-hmm. Can you transplant them? Sure, go ahead. Cut the flowers off and go ahead and transplant your hostas. Okay, the and then chrysanthemums were beautiful this year. Mm-hmm. Do you cut the flowers off those? Um, are you trying to have them want, in an I arrangement? I want them to come back again next year. Oh, okay. Um, I probably would not cut back my chrysanthemums. Um, the, I would probably leave as much standing as possible and give them a little bit of, uh, of uh, protection on their the surface. just the flowers off where the flowers if, were? If you want to, sure. If you don't like that look of the flowers, mm-hmm. go ahead and cut the dead Otherwise, flowers. Otherwise, I can yeah. just leave it on there. Yep, you can just leave it on there, too. Thank sure. you. Thanks. All right, thanks for mm-hmm. calling. Appreciate it, Marie. I have cr- chrysanthemums. Teresa, yes. that got blown over in one of the storms. They're so massive, mm-hmm. and they just went, yeah. and yep. now, but I'm not touching them. You know why? The bees are all over. The bees over. like them. They yep. really do. Mm-hmm. So I'm yep. going to be a responsible person right. and let the bees have and, their and way. when the bees aren't there, you could always just, like, kind of string them up, tie them up a little bit yeah. so they're not as floppy yeah, if you they're want. they're huge. Yeah, that's right. cool. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I didn't even do anything. They just did that. See? Yeah. <laughs> Benign neglect in your yard is yeah, right. wonderful. It's, yes, I'm going to be in better homes and yes, gardens yes. once I clean. Okay, I don't I don't clean either. Um, <laughs> we're going to go to Bonnie next, who's calling from Champlin. Hi, Bonnie. Bonnie, you're on with Teresa. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm well. How are you this morning? I'm good. Um, we just moved into a development and had them plant three hydrangea trees on the south side of our house. Okay. And they're dying. And we've had people tell us that we need to water them. And then we've had people tell us, no, they're in shock. Don't water them. And we're wondering if they're going to come back this spring. Um, I don't know if they're coming back. But what you can do is um, do keep them watered. Uh, which uh, just outside of the drip line or outside of where they were planted, give them a good drink of water like you normally would. And then wait like 20 minutes or half a day and then go outside of the root area and dig down six inches and see what the soil is like. If the soil's super wet, you can back off on the watering. 
the soil's really dry, you may want to water a little bit more. But even if they're in shock, you want them to stay well-watered and moist. You don't want to drown them, but you want them well-watered. And if they have a lot okay. of flowers on them, um, this year you may want to cut back some of the flowers so that the heavy snows don't break them down. All right. Okay. So what about the dead ones? Dead, just... dead is dead. You can always cut dead. Okay. Cut that off. Yep. Okay. Then then it doesn't look so bad anymore. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, Bonnie. Okay. Have a great day. Yep. Again, 651-989-9226. It is 829. You're listening to Smart Gardens here on WCCO Radio. If you're tuning in just now, I'm not Denny Long. I'm Susie Jones filling in today. Normally I'm in the newsroom, but today I'm here. Teresa Rooney is in studio here to take your call. She is a master gardener for Hennepin County, and she knows a lot but she won't come over and clean my house. (laughs) We're going to take a break right now. It is 8.30. We'll be back right after this. Good Saturday morning. If you're just tuning in, Denny Long is not here. I am. Susie Jones, I'm normally in the newsroom, but today I am playing the role of Denny Long and having a good time. And we have an entire phone bank that is full right now. And we have Teresa Rooney in studio taking your call. She's a Hennepin County Master Gardener. We're going to start with Linda, who is calling from Winthrop. And guess what, Linda? Linda, are yes. you there? Yes. I know Winthrop. Yes. I know Winthrop very well because my grandma lived in Morgan on highway. Oh. And so we would drive through Winthrop <laughs> to get to Morgan. So uh-huh. it's a darling town. <laughs> tell, yeah, tell, me, tell me what's going what's on in your, your question, world. your Linda? Okay. I am wondering about... Um, planting a sweet cherry tree. How do they do in Minnesota? Um, and what would be a good? Yep, there. Um, we don't have sweet, good one. sweet cherry trees. Aren't hardy in our area yet. They're still zone five or six, and we're a zone four here, so they aren't going to be hardy here. Now, some of the tart cherries are pretty sweet, and you can plant them, and they do just fine. But the sweet cherries, like the Bing cherries and stuff, there we're not. It's not going to survive in our area. You'd have to plant them in a container and bring them in and out of the house. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So okay. you want something that says zone four or if you're up north, zone three. All right. They can't stand oh. the cold. Yeah, they can't take the cold. No, no. Right. I think Sorry. even the so, roots would die back. So I've been in Alaska and they have cherry trees up there. Mm-hmm. But they have a different, it's a different zoning up there. Mm. I, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it, would, it would be a different zone. I don't know what zones. Because Alaska, with, with all the, um, the currents and, and the, the height and everything, it's way, the zones are very different and very oh, different. Okay, that, that, yeah, I can understand that. But now, okay, now I've heard there's cherry trees in Wisconsin. Yep. We, so we have, that... It, that, that's probably a zone five out there. And, yeah. Even but, though you think we oh, might be exactly the same, it's not the same. Yeah, it's okay. warmed up by the lake, lake effect, and right. everything else. So you want to uh, look for it. You want to look for a tree that's hardy to zone four in okay. your area. Okay. All right. All thanks right. for well, the good. call. Good luck. Yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll go to Diane next, who's calling from St. Paul. Good morning, Diane. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Um, I have rhubarb that's been planted in my yard for about forty years and always done robustly well. Mm-hmm. But this year, it came up fabulously in the spring, and then after about a, four weeks or so, the the stalks just kind of died back, and it's looked horrible all summer. Yeah. 
It um, has redeveloped a few stocks, but mm-hmm. very, very few, very sparse. Yeah, I think I think last year we had a pretty dry fall, and that really impacted a lot of our plants. So what you want to do is it is a heavy feeder, so next year do give it some extra fertilizer if possible, or at least this fall maybe top dress in the fall and the spring with some compost. Rhubarb is a heavy feeder, and as long as it's still getting full sun, it should be just fine. Make sure it stays watered. All right. Yeah. Thanks. Good luck. Yep. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the yeah. call. I know rhubarb seems like it's just it's gross. almost indestructible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and, and I don't think that one will will need to be divided. So, but if you want to divide it in the spring, is when you'd want to do that. But they are heavy feeders, and sometimes we forget that. All right. Very good. Our guest is Teresa Rooney, Hennepin County Master Gardener, and you are listening to Smart Gardens, brought to you by. By the Yard Outdoor Furniture, which you told me, Teresa, you have and you love. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. All right. John is in St. Anthony this morning and has a question for you on line two. John, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, John. I got a field of uh, behind a house and uh, Queen Anne's Lace has pretty much taken over it. Mm -hmm. It's wild carrot. Yep. I was just wondering if I could control it, like maybe by cutting it in the spring, or if you, I spray it, what do I use? Yeah, you could you could control it. Um, you can cut it down, uh, and then if you were going to use a spray, use a, a weed killer, a broadleaf weed killer, um, something maybe with a glyphosate in it, or um, like a Trimec or something like that. But do read the instructions totally through to make sure that you're hitting the right plants, which you would be, and that there's no tree roots. Um, some of the chemicals like dicamba in a, in, in a trimac or something like that can move but through the But cutting would work if I did it in the spring. Well, it will still come back because it, it, there's a lot of seeds there. So if you can get those that seed bank out of there, get, get the seeds out now that are falling, and then just keep cutting in the, in the spring you know, if you keep mowing it all the time, eventually you will win, but you'd have to mow it like once a week and just keep cutting it and cutting it and cutting it. Thank you. You bet. Good luck. Yeah, thanks for the call. We've got and, a lot of people. And with um, with some of those wild carrots and things like that, and we've had another plant out, you have to be careful it doesn't touch your skin. Some people are very sensitive, and you can get burns, oh. phototoxic burns from the sun. So be really careful with a lot of those plants out there. All right. We're going to go to Ken next. Ken is calling from White Bear Lake this morning for Teresa Rooney and Smart Gardens. Go ahead, Ken. Hey, Ken. Thank you. Uh, I acquired a Coreopsis in a small four-inch container this spring, and I transferred it into a bigger container, and uh, the foliage did fabulous, Mm -hmm. but not one flower bud. You know why that should be? It it might not have gotten enough sun. Um, it is a plant that we normally put in the soil, in the ground, so it's not going to, it wouldn't like to be in a container. Um, so you probably want to transplant it into the soil. As long as it's, you know, um, hardy in our area, and it is one of the ones that are hardy in our area, then you should be fine. Um, sometimes they don't bloom the first year, but usually in a four-inch container, that plant should have probably been old enough to be blooming. So um, I honestly don't know why it wouldn't have bloomed. 
All right. Well, you Thank don't you. know. You don't know answers to every single I question. I don't know, and sometimes I just don't know all the particulars. But you're pretty smart. Well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It is six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. That's the number to call. It is eight forty three, and you are listening to Smart Gardens on WCCO. We'll be back right after this. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play dot it. Well, Welcome back. It is 846, 74 degrees, cloudy skies, and humid outside. Our guest, Teresa Rooney with Smart Gardens, Hennepin County Master Gardener. We've got a full bank of calls, and I'll see if I can do this here. I'm not very qualified at this part, Teresa. Oh, you have to turn your own mic on because Dennis, Dennis went to let our guest in. Okay, we have D in Minneapolis. D, you're on the air. Hey, D. Did I do it? No. D. All right, we'll try it this way. Oh, D, right. there you Here's are. Dee. <laughs> Hi, D. If I just push enough buttons, D, I'll get you. <laughs> How can we help you today? Um, hi. I just wanted to know if I can divide my daylilies. My daughter lives in the metro in mm-hmm. Minneapolis, and I live up north. Yep. And I, she has a bunch of lilies, the ones that have the yellow flowers. Sure, mm-hmm. probably the Stella and I was de Oros. wondering if I oh, can yep. Go divide ahead and them divide now them. and take them up north and plant them. Go ahead and divide them. And when she plants them up north, she needs to water them in really well. And then just give them a little bit of mulch. And then the first winter, you know, the, the and keep watering them through the fall. Um, so okay, that they my stay other nice question, too, is mm-hmm. on the lilacs, can I cut those back now? Um, you don't, well, you can. You can always do stuff. There's just repercussions. And right now you'll be cutting off all of next year's flowers. Oh, so, oh because I see the little buds on yeah. it, so it's a bad time to mess anything, with them now. Anything that blooms in the spring, all those spring-blooming shrubs, they set their flowers about two to three weeks after they finish blooming. So any pruning you do now, you're impacting next year's flowers. All right. Oh, so do you know when a good time would be to bloom to uh, cut them back? Then, if you if you want to keep flowers, you cut them back right after they flower next next spring. All right. Oh, okay, good. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank yep. you. Thanks you for calling. Do you appreciate it? We have Anna Marie in Annandale. Anna Marie, you're on the air. Hi, Anna Marie. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. I wanted to thank Teresa. Oh, thanks. And all the uh, master gardeners who work so hard in Minnesota. Oh, to, thank you. On behalf of us. Home gardeners. Oh, aren't you um, nice, Anna That's Marie. really nice. She's yes, very I, smart. Well, my sister is a master gardener, and I see how hard she works. Yeah. And um, quite frankly, I'm too lazy to work that hard. But <laughs> Amen. Well, you, you know, you when, it's, when it's your passion, it's not really work. It's, it's fun. And you're talking Good. always fun things like plants and flowers and even diseases yes. and pests can be fun. <laughs> But good. Oh, no. yes. We love those diseases. We love those pests. Did you have a question, Anna Marie, or did you just want to sing no, her praises? No, I just wanted to thank you. Oh, well, thank no. you so much. Bless okay. your heart. Thank you. Have a great day. You Bye-bye. too. Take it easy. Uh, Joyce is calling from Federal Dam, Wisconsin. Where is that, Joyce? Oh, it's Federal Dam, Minnesota. I'm oh, up by Leech Lake. Where are you? Oh. By Leech Lake. Leech oh, Lake. Okay. okay. Well, welcome. What yeah. can we talk to you about today? Thank you. So the last two years, I have had a really bad problem with aphids on my milkweed plants. Mm -hmm. And when I first noticed it this year, I wanted to stay ahead of the game and cut that off. Right. And I just couldn't. Yeah. The whole garden was like that. Yeah. This year, you know, as we we have warmer summers and and we keep 
But anyway, anyway, um, yeah, the aphids can be really bad on the milkweed, so you have some options. You know, I if it's not too awful, I just let it go because they have to build up their their aphid populations enough to attract the 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 um, predators that will eat them. So if we keep hitting them with with soaps and killing them, the the predators, the ladybugs and things like that won't come in. There are a lot, so you have to look. You know, try not to use chemicals in your lot in your yard if that's what you're trying to do. Um, you can just squish them. Um, you can do that. You can wash them off with plain water. Um, you can use an insecticidal soap on them. Um, that will impact some of the monarchs. And if, so if you have monarch caterpillars on that, that could hurt them too. So you have to take all of these things into consideration. And sometimes you just have to say, I'm just going to let them duke it out and just <laughs> deal with it and find that equilibrium. But um, otherwise, you can jump in with your with your squishing or your, your streams of water or insecticidal soaps. Um, yeah, thank you. And that's pretty much what I did because yeah. um, the monarchs come first for me. Oh, right, um, is, there, right. is there anything I can do to prevent that many from next year? Is there anything not, in the soil? Or? Not really, no. You know, they no. get blown up into here from, from the south. Um, and with our, with our longer season, they have more opportunities for their populations to increase. So we just have those kind of issues to deal with. We have to, you know, you can always try releasing ladybugs in your yard. Follow the mm-hmm. instructions that they give you. Um, if you don't have enough stuff for the ladybugs to eat, though, they're just going to fly off. So that may or may not work for you. There's a lot of other insects that will eat aphids, too. So you may want to look and see if you can convince some of those insects to come in, in your yard. And some of them are kind of scary and creepy, but they eat aphids, so they're good things. Okay. What is an Thanks aphid? for the education. Yeah, no kidding, huh? You bet. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Joyce. Mm-hmm. What is an aphid? What is an aphid? That's a really good question. Thank you. Um, <laughs> an aphid is a soft buddy um, insect that sucks. And literally, it sucks and it sucks. Um, it, it usually is on the stem of a plant, and it will um, insert its mouth parts and suck out the juices of the plants. Yee. And then you often know that aphids are on the plant because the plant looks like it's um, got somebody sprayed like honey on it oh. or even turns black. And what they've done is they can only eat so much of the sugar and in- ingest so much of the sugar, so they literally, like, poop it out. Or, or or pee it out. Nice. And that's that is called honeydew, and it gets in the leaves, and as that um, starts to um, spoil, and it starts to turn black. Oh. So if you have shiny, sticky leaves, you probably have aphids there. Possibly have aphids. Okay. Yeah. And learn something new every More day. How than about you wanted it? To know about aphids. Are you yes. kidding me? I love aphids. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we have Tom calling next uh, from Minneapolis. Good, good morning, Tom. You're on with Teresa. Good morning, Tom. Hi. Good morning. We are removing some very mature arborvitas and just wondering, well, I think we're going to put in Canadian cherry or choke cherry. Okay. What, what should we do to the soil? Because it's probably pretty acidic right now. Well, um, it's, it's, the acidity is not going to be an issue, but what is going to be an issue is those arborvitas have sucked out all the nutrients out of the soil. So add, add a lot of compost back into your soil. Um, normally, I would say if you're planting a tree, don't add compost. But in this case, you know, since it's probably a smaller area, I would definitely add some compost and, and some organic matter back into the soil. And then just go ahead and plant the trees and keep them well watered. They should do just fine. 
All right. Thanks. And, oh, go ahead. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to jump in? Is, is there any, like, I mean, commercial fertilizer we should put in that's for trees? Or? Um, you know, the when you first plant any plant, you don't want to fertilize it, um, usually because you want those little feeder roots to jump out there, and they're very tender, and fertilizers can burn them. So I would just use compost to get the soil going and all the microbes and bacteria and fungi going in the soil. And then if you want to, um, the following year, you can always top, you can always use a, a, a granular fertilizer. Um, anything would work, a 10-10-10, 20 You could do uh, fish oil, emulsions, anything like that. Um, Thank you so much. You bet. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thanks Good for luck. calling. Mm-hmm. Have a great day. Joan is next in Edina. Joan, you're on with Teresa. Good morning. Hi, I'll Joan. be quick. First of all, I'm debating whether or not to t- turn off my sprinkler system. Um, it depends who's going to blow it out. You do need it to be blown out before the ground freezes. You have to go and blow it out. Yeah, so so um, it has to be blown out before the ground freezes. Um, so whoever's going to do that, make sure they can do that. And you can leave your sprinkler on as long as it's – it depends. Is it in your lawn? Yes, and I just wondered if it's too soon I should wait and uh, keep watering. Um, I You need to keep watering if we're droughty. And it depends. I mean, we're supposed to get some rain, so it kind of depends. We are a little low on on precipitation. And my second question, is it too late to plant perennials? No, go ahead and plant your perennials. Get them in fairly soon, though. You know, the ground hasn't even started really to cool down. So you're looking for six weeks to get your perennials, um, to have them in the ground before the ground freezes. So so if you can estimate when that's going to be, and some people are better at that than I am because I don't know the future. But if you think we have six weeks, go ahead and plant them. And thank you for all, all right. your help. I appreciate oh, you it. Right. Thank Thanks you. for calling, Joan. Mm-hmm. You don't know the future, Teresa Rooney? I do, but I can't tell you. <laughs> you have that secret line. <laughs> I have that secret line, so I can't really tell you. Yes. Yeah, and I know the numbers for lottery, too, but I can't tell you. Okay. Let's yeah. try to get one or two more. <laughs> Alice is in Lindstrom this morning. Alice, you're on with Teresa Rooney. Hi, Good Alice. Morning. I want. I just want to say the master gardeners are so informative, and oh, I thanks. appreciate that. Thank you. However, I have slugs in my hosta. Yes, and I have been told by a uh, good nursery person mm-hmm. to use slug go. Yes. Um, however, I have black plastic down and then rocks. Okay. And the instructions say to sprinkle it in the dirt. Okay. And I use that but they still come and mm-hmm. my hosta are horrible. Yeah. Um so so what you'd want to do is and part of the okay, um slugs are there because it's a moist environment and they don't have predators. Um lots of the beetles that would eat the slugs live in a wood chip mulch. So without the wood chip mulch there there's not going to be the beetles that eat the slugs. So you can use sluggo, it's iron phosphate. There's also escargot, it's the same kind of product. Um, it's not supposed to be harmful to the environment, but it does um, impact the slugs and kill them. Also, what you want to do is start early because the slug population can explode exponentially. So in the spring, put that sluggo down before you think you're going to see slugs or put a few pieces of damp paper at night or a board and then lift them up in the morning and see the slugs. You'll see little teeny tiny ones. And so that's when you want to start your treatments. 
and go ahead and use that. Um, you can also lay all that newspaper down and the, the boards down and then lift them up every morning and scrape the slugs off onto the driveway. All right. Thanks for the Good call. Luck. Appreciate it. Yes. And we are running right up We're against out of the time. I cannot even believe it's been this fast. Yeah. Thank you to all the callers. You got some nice compliments today. That has to all make you feel All the master gardeners got those compliments. <laughs> and you included. <laughs> You're very, very smart. We appreciate your coming on. And again, Teresa Rooney, Hennepin County Master Gardener. Teresa, just for people that listen are listening and didn't get their question answers, is there a website or what yep. do you do if you have a question? Go to extension.umn.edu and click on the garden tab or search out your local master gardener. Very nice. Well, nice to have you with us. Thank you. You did a good job. Thank you. Have a great day. <laughs> you too. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.